Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back to the Birdies and Bourbon show. Dan, uh, you know, your one-and-done didn't do too bad this weekend. (laughs) Because there was no one-and-done for us on the show. But um, let's see. uh, The X-Man chalks up another assisted victory with one Patrick Cantlay, uh, wire-to-wire winners at the Zurich Classic. Uh, was there really a doubt that that was going to happen? I was surprised about a few people, but I uh, was not surprised to see Cantlay and Xander win, other than uh, Cantlay just lost in a playoff to Jordan Spieth at uh, RBC Heritage and bounces back with a, with a victory, and he's a million dollars richer. Hey, who couldn't use another million dollars other than the $15 million he won like six months ago, right? I feel sorry. Uh, Clearly, clearly Twitter couldn't use another million dollars because they Uh did not respond. They did not respond to our offer. No response. (laughs) No response. Uh, It's it's a birdie offer. It's a bourbon offer. (laughs) Exactly. I I don't, I mean, at least they could have acknowledged that they received it. And I mean, just send the declination. It's perfectly okay. We understand. When, when Nilon said, love me tender, I know what you mean. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so back to the Zurich Classic. Um, so I got to say this in a nice way. Actually, I don't have to, but I'm going to try to. Zurich Classic. What do you think about the, uh, the Billy Horschel drop on, was it 17? 17. Hey, I swear to God, I swear to God, I saw it. I'm like, if you're really overselling it that much, did you see it bounce? I mean, I I clearly saw it bounce. Now I'm probably questioning the line or the spot in that he was pretty adamant that he wanted the ball to be dropped above the hazard at which, and which they did allow that to happen. Uh, I thought Jason day could have done a little better job in uh, kind of bulldogging that, uh, that, that episode, but he didn't, he, he let it go on. But Billy Horschel, I mean, talk about overselling something. I mean, I, 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 I was almost, I was almost removed from a golf tournament. I felt like I was watching the NBA with the theatrics that were going on with this guy. I mean, he just kept on and on and on. Even after they finished the hole, he's got, um, he's over here, John with the caddy. I think he was with Scotty Scheffler's caddy. I could be wrong, but uh, who it was, but man, he was just, he just kept going on and just overselling the hell out of this thing, which leads me to believe the ball didn't hit where he actually said he thought the ball hit. Mm. Uh, I love it. I love drama uh, at the PGA tour. We can't get enough of it. Um, you know, um, he, he says you will not apologize for how competitive he is. He was not going to apologize. He is who he is and you can take him or leave him. And I'll take him. I love Billy Ho. I love it. I love all the drama. Um, he loves this event, man. I, I, I don't know. I mean, he's one of those guys you cannot count out here. Um, how do you think, how do you think it would have gone if, if it was, uh, if it was burgers, if it was Billy Ho's ball and it was burger and, uh, who else was up there? Uh, Hovland, like a couple weeks ago, you know, when Hovland, no, uh, absolutely not. He would have pitched a fit. He would have pitched the same fit just in a different way. I really wait. I'm waiting for somebody to throw somebody in a lake or something. <laughs> throw somebody in the lake or something yeah. in the lake. No, throw somebody <laughs> in the lake. Uh, yeah. You know, like, so wolf, I, I, like wolf, wolf style. Like, you know, oops. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. I I do think, I think we're going to see a lot more Cantlay Shopley pairings. I think we're going to see a lot more Horschel Burns pairings. Uh, Who else was kind of, you know who I was surprised about? And I don't know that I should. Real quick, real quick. So um, obviously this a little bit WWE ish and then they get the big belt buckle, right? For winning the. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Championship belt, baby. So they're kind of on a run um, in terms of a team from the Ryder Cup, this event, and all different kinds of different events. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be at the President's Cup. They already did the President's Cup, I think, too, as well. And it's like, okay, is comparisons? Uh, well, it's clear that uh, Xander doesn't like to win PGA Tour events solo. <laughs> 
uh, with comparisons. Let's see. You know, if I were going to compare Xander to somebody, uh, and and I can go back to a golfer. I mean, I'm kind of getting like a Greg Norman vibe here. Kind of the kind of the you know the the monkeys on his back, man. And it's uh, and so so here's the thing is. I mean, when is this? It, it may already be screwing with him, but when is it going to become an issue, an issue for Xander to win? And maybe the answer is it already has, but that's, I mean, that's got to be there. It's got to be there. Yeah. I mean, obviously he said that, you know, he hadn't been this close to winning in a while. Obviously I think the last time he was this close to winning, what was it probably, well, he won, he won the Olympics last won year. The Olympics. Probably yeah. The masters. He finished like second or third of the masters. Right. Yep. Um, and he said that, you know, Patrick, Patty ice cooled him down. I mean, that's what Patty ice does. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, the cool cat. I mean, how good is Patrick Cantley though? I mean, you know, <laughs> he wins last year and then he has a couple of bad events and we all like you and I, we didn't, we never just, we're like, yeah, he's, he's fine. He's fine. But here he is a runner up win. I mean, is he back? Is he going to can't, does he have a chance? You and I said last week or week before, Nobody's going to be able to take this title from Scottish Scheffler in terms of player of the year. Can he do it two years in a row? And is, is that, is he going to, is it going to take him to win two years in a row for us to say he should have won the first year? Does he have a chance? Well, if he shows up and he plays and he stays healthy, then absolutely he has a chance. Uh, but I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think, uh, I think, I think Scheffler's going to ride this thing for a minute, man. I mean, he's, he's, uh, where did they finish at? Uh, Palmer and Scheffler finished at 18 under uh, T18. Uh, you got to think Scheffler's tired. Palmer is, uh, you know, he's he's a little long in the tooth. So, you know, I can kind of see that happening. And I think it's the first, um, uh, obviously they play together a lot, but I think it's the first official uh, tournament that they played together as a team. So I think you got some feeling out to do there. And I could see uh, I could see Scheffler calling Spieth and uh, Ryan Palmer moving on to somebody else. So okay, a couple things here. So first off, from a one and done perspective, you and I did not play one and done last. We didn't like the kind of the way it was going to set up. We didn't want to burn two players. If we did it, say we did it next year, would you take Shoffley Cantlay as a one and done? If you had to take both of them as a pair, or would you always want to play them separately? Uh. So the answer is yes and no. Uh, can't lay, play them separately. Xander, well, I think no, you no, got to play. You can't. You, can. you got to do either or. You can either take them as a team at this event, or you. Can no, play I, I think you got to take them as. I think you take it as a team. I, no, no, I think no, that. No, no, no. So you're saying you're saying based off this, you're going to take this team next year. Oh, I've already marked it down. Oh, okay. Already, already marked it. Already marked it. All right. Yeah. So, so in case you're uh, logging into drive over there, uh, yeah, it's already taken, but you so, can take them too, I guess. Okay. And then secondly, we talked about Ryan Palmer and his ability to pick his playing part. Hell of a, hell of a recruiter. Right. Does, does he have a better career in the NCAA as a one and done guy? Absolutely think that he does. I don't know why he's dicking around on tour, man. He, uh, Can he take over he, Coach uh, K-Pot? <laughs> Uh, I don't, I mean, you argue differently, argue that he argue that he is not the best recruiter in sports. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, what I do want to see is what's the, uh, what, what's, what, what infringements could he be, uh, could he be, um, uh, partaking in and what are the fines involved? That's what I want to know. What, what, what's he sending these guys? What it, did what did he pay for? Uh, did he pay for Jenna's bachelorette party? And uh, I mean Brooks. Brooks is uh, his team. Brooks next year. Oh, just saying. I got your jet, Jenna. I got your jet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. Here, tell tell me what time it'll be there. So yeah, I don't know. Um, let me see. Uh, I wanted to mention make mention of why wouldn't I? These guys look like they had. They actually played a pretty good tournament, finished T4. I think so did half the field. Uh, but they had a really good time in New Orleans was Bubba Watson and HV3. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm a little surprised that, and and we, we neither of us know those guys personally. All we know is what we see. But HV3 is pretty loose. He's pretty loose with uh, with some foul language. And now, I mean, granted, he he seems like a great dude. Does lots of things for charity. But he ain't afraid. He he's not afraid to throw a, a, a the fuck bomb out there at any point in time, camera rolling or not. 
And like, I don't see, and Bubba's over here crying. Not at the event, but I'm saying in general. So that it just seems a little bit like an odd pairing to me. Again, maybe maybe HV3 is just uh, a little more transparent than Bubba is. Uh, Bubba wants to be transparent. It just shows to in a different way. I don't know. I thought that was kind of a weird pairing. I didn't know we were, what we were going to get out of those guys. You got a lefty and a righty. Uh, you know, who knows where Bubba's going to hit the ball. And you've got, uh, yeah. So, and obviously they played a lot better. Uh, in the four ball matches than they did the alternate shot. So, you know, may- maybe that's, uh, that, that's one of those things, but, uh, but I, I, I was glad to see those guys. Uh, see, I was glad to see them play well. Well, they're both, they're both kind of like guys from the South, right? So, you know, um, you know, HB uh, three went to ECU He's a pirate Bubba's from Pensacola area. And so they both kind of got the kind of South thing going on, but they're also both, you know, Air Jordan fans they probably talk about Nike the entire time. You Ooh, know? that is, that's a good one. They probably did talk about their shoes. Yeah. Talk about shoes. And then, you know, are you, if you're Bubba Watson and if you're HB3, do you want to play with one of those or do you want to play with Pat Perez or Keegan Bradley? I'm paying, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pair. I'm probably going to play with Bubba. Probably yeah. playing with Bubba. <laughs> probably playing with Bubba. <laughs> uh, I don't even, I don't think Pat was at this event and uh, I don't, I don't think either of those. I don't think Keegan or, uh, or Pat were here. No, I don't think uh, so. But, but I, I don't know why they're not playing together next year. They should already have this thing inked. That's a good point. So it should be, um, you know, like HP3 and Bubba versus Keegan and, and, and um, uh, Pat. Pat. Yeah. 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 P squared. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I think that's a hell of a pairing. Uh, probably the best. Uh, I don't actually own any. I'm not a big fan of those. I mean, it's not that I, I don't like them personally to play golf in, but I mean, they look cool. Yes. I, I figured that you'd be stocking up that you've been watching Tokyo Vice a little bit and they're in there and they're comparing their little Nikes and this is cool. Well, I'm, I'm waiting on them to hit the black market soon, ah. as soon as, as soon. Yeah. As soon as they start accepting Bitcoin and, uh, and I can get the, uh, I can get the knockoffs. Definitely, definitely go on hey, that route. Bitcoin or Twitter shares. I'm good to go. I'll trade either. You get a message from Twitter yet about the offer. Let me check. Let me check. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. <laughs> It's on its way, I'm sure. It's probably just held up. You know, there's probably it, it was probably the file size that they sent over, uh, and it, it probably got held up. Yeah. Well, we'll I, you know, I on. did, and we did actually write Elon as well, and said you don't have to buy Twitter. I mean, we're birdies. I mean, it's kind of Twitter tweet tweet bird. It's like know? a tweet, bird, like a tweet. I'd take forty four, whatever it is, billion dollars. I mean, we were we were ready to accept an offer if you wanted to offer us some money. We're still ready. Yeah, we're ready. Still ready. Still ready. Uh, let's see. Okay, so congrats to uh, Cantlay and the X Men. Uh, I don't think this will be the last time we see them wearing the uh, wearing the championship belts. Um, you uh, you were you were sending some messages over about that bachelorette party. Were you like uh, were they live streaming? You were following them around. What was happening? What were you doing over there? So I was first off. It was just research for the show. I mean, oh, research. You, research. you didn't want to do the research. I had to do the research. So uh, it looked like it was a good I, time. I felt uncomfortable for crying out loud. I mean, they barely had any clothes on. <laughs> you felt I'm uncomfortable. like, I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely getting flagged by watching this. I'm definitely getting flagged and I'm showing up on some kind of watch list. <laughs> uh, but it, but it did look like they had a really good time. I don't know if Brooks has had his bachelor party yet, but. If he hasn't, I think that was a very smart move to let her go first. Mm-hmm. That way you kind of, you, you set the boundaries mm-hmm. and it looked like there really were no boundaries. Mm-hmm. Anything goes. This mm-hmm. is like, this is no holds barred. I'm thinking he's got dusty on the phone man. like, uh, Hey, but get, get in touch with your guy. We're yep. going to have a good time. We're yep. going to have a good time. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and hold on. So was there any news? Uh, I'm, I'm segueing unintentionally here. So DJ, it looked like he just got married this past weekend. Yep. Mm-hmm. So my first comment is the congratulations. My mm-hmm. second comment is the great one must have uh, must have threw the gauntlet down and said, "Okay, like it's it, it's time. We we gotta we gotta make this a thing." Oh, and yeah. then and then my third comment is, I didn't hear. I hadn't heard anything about the marriage. I mean, I know they've been engaged for a long time. They got a few kids. Um, and I, I didn't hear anything about, there were no announcements about a wedding that I heard. Did you hear about a, any wedding announcements? Just like Friday or Saturday, like just before it was happening. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, right. Like, Hey, Oh, by the way, uh, we're on the way to the church. Yeah, so yeah. we're on the way to the wedding. Yeah. So, uh, do you think it was a, so Brooks, his engagement has been announced for quite some time Yep. Mm-hmm. Or, or his, his, uh, his wedding, uh, the, the wedding date's been announced for quite some time. Mm-hmm. You think there was any pressure there? You think it was like a challenge? Like, Hey, we got to do this now. The Bash Brothers, one hundred percent. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of challenges going on there. A lot of uh, hey, keeping up with the with the other one or whatnot. And there's, there's still a lot of the Johnsons. It was never a Brooks Bryson rivalry. It's always been a Brooks DJ rivalry. That's it's like that Jamie. It's like that Jamie Johnson song, "Keeping Up with the Johnsons." Oh, I love it. Yes, <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> there are no Joneses here, sir. Uh, but yeah, but it did look like they had a really good time. I mean, if I'm going to a party. I want to know where she's going to be at. I, she knows how to get throw down for sure. Um, okay. So next, next thing that, uh, that kind of hit me and I, I don't know why he did this. I don't know why he did it. I don't know. I mean, I do know why he did it, but I don't know. So, uh, so the shark, Greg, Norman, oh, no, 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 no. We can't go there first. Okay. All right. All right. Um, DJ getting married. You know, my question to you, has anybody done it before? Oh, oh, so has anyone got, has, has, is there a major, is there a master's champion that has been, that, that got married in the green jacket? Yeah, I don't know. I gotta get the answer. Well, he, that. He, here, here's what I think. So I think it's, I think there's a couple of ways this could go. I think the first one is, I think if you do it in the first year, I think you're totally good. Like you win it, you get the jacket, you keep it for a year, you do all your, um, do all your stuff and, uh, all your appearances and you, you get the, you get the jacket. Now, after the first year, as I understand you, the jacket stays in Augusta, right. stays at Augusta national. Yep. I would expect that there could be reasons that you would request to take the jacket off premise for some event. And I don't know that, I mean, if it was like an all every all the time thing, I could see them saying like, Hey, you know, I mean, you don't get you, not every week at that point, but Gary, it was like stop a, asking Gary, we're not going to give it back to you. Well, not, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I want to put my little night on there. You see, uh, but if, if it was a special occasion like that, I mean, it looks like they really are supportive of the members and they want things to happen. I don't know that someone would say no, Mean, meaning the, the, uh, uh, the board at Augusta. I mean, if they said no and they released that, I ask them because you ain't taking the championship away. I mean, I guess there could be reasons that you take it away, but you would still be the winner. Right. But you could get your membership revoked, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I know I, that I know of, I, I haven't seen it. Don't know. Don't, don't, uh, so, I, I couldn't tell you that there has been. It would have been cool for DJ. I mean, he would have only had a few months, I guess. Right. Because, uh, he won in October and, and, um, Matsuyama won it in, in April. Right. So, but if he could have gotten married between that time, it would have been cool if he would have gotten married in the jacket, you know? No, no, I, I think it would have been really, I mean, he was crying on his pimento cheese and all that. And you know what else would is, uh, here's another one. So since you mentioned it, that's probably probably been the only time that you've had two masters champions with their green jackets outside of Augusta at the same time legally. Sure. Yeah. For I'm, I'm sure for, you could, yeah, I'm sure you could go and sneak it out, but you know, DJ had a few, uh, you know, he got it early and then, uh, then Hideki had it late. So uh, it, I guess it wasn't for the full year, but at least what six months they had it out at the same time. Like why, why do we, why do we not have pictures of Hideki and DJ with their jackets out together, you know, grabbing a beer or a bourbon or a barbecue, Saki. a sake. I mean, DJ loved, he says he, he likes sushi. Yeah. They could have, they could have, they could have done sushi uh, and sake bombs. So that that's, and I don't you, know why. You know, you know, if they did that, they could not keep Mr. Speed, Mr. Seconds away. I don't know that they would have wanted to. I don't think we wanted to. I'm having uh, seconds. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely having seconds. Uh, what do we? Uh, what, have we talked about what we're going to have next year for the for the Masters, Neil? How do we got to talk about uh, the Mexico? Yeah, Open, we talked but, about uh, it a little bit. Kind of, we talked about a little bit. You talked about it was bar. It was brisk, like a brisket and a burger. Oh yeah, it, it, yeah. yeah. It, it is. It is going to be. Yeah, I think it'll be traditional Texas barbecue. 
We're going to have brisket and beef ribs. And I don't think there's going to be any pork on the menu. Definitely going to crash that one. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll see any pork on the menu, but uh, yeah. No pork? No, yeah. no pork? No, I think it's going to go all, uh, it's going to go all beef. Yeah, it's all, all beef. beef. Beef Texas barbecue? Yeah. Okay. Except for the, uh, other than the vegans, and uh, it's going to work out great. Dessert? Mm, I think we're going to get like a banana pudding kind of thing. I mean, like a traditional, you know, barbecue kind of follow up. That's what I think. Okay. Uh, all right. Hold on. Hold on. Let back back. Speaking of the masters back to the guy that never won it. That's so bitter starting up his own golf league. Greg Norman sends a note to, uh, to the open championship and says, uh, he's looking for an exemption. Uh, how old's, how old's the shark? 67. I can look it up real quick. Uh, so, uh, while Dan's looking that up, uh, so here's the deal. So Greg is a, is a two-time, yeah, I believe, yeah. yeah. two-time Open champion winner. He's 67 years old. And immediately what I thought about is, why does he need an exemption? He's a two-time winner. Yeah. Well, what, ha- what happens is um, you, you're exempt until you're 60 and mm-hmm. or if you've won the tournament in the past 10 years. I think he could probably file like a COVID thing. Yeah, like hit hit them hit them hit them with the pandemic, and uh, hey man, like I I and maybe I didn't I didn't read this, but I'm just thinking. I mean, can't you blame everything else on COVID? So <laughs> I'm thinking. I, I I think he hits them with the pandemic, and I would have competed in 2020 and 2021. However, I didn't feel safe. I didn't think it was the right thing to do. I don't. Did they play that? I don't think they played the Open Championship in 2020. Morikawa won it in 21, but I, I think, I think it was a, I think they, uh, I think maybe they didn't, but uh, that's me off the top no, of my head. They didn't know. Yeah. No. Knee deep into this cocktail. But, um, but I think that he could definitely play the COVID card. And uh, I think the RNA will have to uh, reassess the, actually the way he should position this is you see at the live tour, here's how we make these decisions. Uh, I mean, it, 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 I think that there is so much game there, but he is dead. And I don't actually know if he would have played. I don't know if he was serious about wanting to play in the open, but I mean, he said all the right things. He said, he still got it. He can still compete. He can still whatever. And, and maybe he can, he looks good. He's definitely in better shape than you and I combined. That's for sure. Well, uh, let me speak. I, I don't want to speak for you. I'll speak. Can for I you. suggest something real quick? Okay. Um, well, Greg, first off, thank you for the interest and in wanting to play again and uh, really appreciate all those efforts. Um, if you do want to make a comeback, you know, we know a guy in Atlanta that can get you into the Mitsubishi Classic. It's called the Champion Store, and we do know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and he can, I think he has the power to give the exemption. Yeah, he does. He does. And, that, and, that would, um, and they would love to have him. They would love to have the shark there. Absolutely, they would. I mean, the Mitsubishi Electric Classic would welcome, would add, you know what? The uh, Sugarloaf, actually, it kind of reminds me of a lot of uh, a lot of Norman's courses. I mean, there's lots of sand. It's big, big fairways, big greens. I, that, may, I don't, that may be a Norman design, actually. Yeah, could be. I got to look that up. Filibuster, filibuster. I see where you're going. Hey, and I see where you're going with this. And aha, aha. I see you're leading. Oh, you think you're so smart. Uh, but here's what I think. I, I do think that uh I, I think it's all staged. I don't think he's really interested in playing. Uh he, he could be, but I, I don't I don't think he is. Okay. If he does play over and under. How many Saudi tour? Greg, Nor- Greg, Greg Norman designed. I mean, Absolutely, like a Mike Tyson face tattoo. <laughs> how far does he go? <laughs> do you know how they do the mass? Like you know, the, for the um, uh, well, I mean, t- t- talking about mass. You know how they do the mask? They put the images on them. I think he does like the shark, uh, like the shark teeth on the mask, and he just wears the mask the whole time. That's uh, that's what I'm thinking. So yes, Sugarloaf is absolutely a Greg Norman design golf club, 
I mean, why the hell is he not? Uh, why is he not over here playing in that event? I don't know. Uh, I mean, he should be. And you know what else is? But Don Balarta. <laughs> why did he go there? He could have gone down. I mean, maybe he could have got down. It's a Greg Norman design golf course. Why is he not there? Yeah. Okay, okay Cal, let's uh, take a quick break for station identification. And what are you drinking today, sir? Uh, you know, I'm actually having, uh, so our friends at Rock New York Elite Barrel Pickers Club, definitely butchered that one. Uh, I'm sipping on um, some of their tequila, and I've whipped up a tequila old-fashioned. Oh, so there you go. How is that? It, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, the tequila's great. And uh, yeah, I mean the old fashioned and the cocktail itself, but it's a it's a good little mix with uh, you know moving, you know throwing in some tequila, something you wouldn't normally do. Uh, so yeah, it's tasty. What kind of tequila is it? Do you know? Well, in fact, I do. It is El Tesoro mm. Respado Single Barrel, and uh, he did a really good job. At, uh, you, you don't see a lot of people. I guess there's more people that are getting into kind of the single barrel tequila stuff, but uh, I think that's going to be the next wave that we see in the cocktail world is going to be, you know, Pete, I don't, I don't know when we'll see a slowdown on the, you know, the bourbon and the rye whiskeys. I think when we see it is when the actual distillers start to start to kind of, you know, pull back on it. But I think as soon as that happens, I think we're going to be, we'll, we'll see more of the, um, uh, we'll start to see uh, more tequilas and I guess tequilas. I don't know. Vodka probably doesn't make sense. Uh, gin. I don't know if that really makes sense, but definitely the tequila side of the house. Uh, I think that's going to be the next kind of boom in the, in, in the, the spirits world. Uh, yeah. From, uh, from a single barrel standpoint. Did you ever tell us, did you bring a bunch of stuff back from Puerto Rico when you went from a rum perspective or, uh, you know, I brought a few rums back. It was actually not, I didn't particularly enjoy, I, we had a great trip, but I didn't particularly enjoy, uh, I, I'm not in a hurry to get back to Puerto Rico. I'll say it like that. It's, um, you know, it, it was like, uh, it was like if Walmart were an island, that's what it was. So if I'm, hey guys, just earmuffs, if you don't want to hear this, you had to swim back, huh? You had to swim back. That's it. That's it. I didn't realize I was such a strong swimmer. <laughs> they would not let him back in into the continental u.s <laughs> yeah i mean you know I, I mean i i wouldn't mind if you if i were living there it'd be perfectly okay but to go like on a vacation and and kind of you know you're looking to get away and kind of go do some stuff uh we had a great time don't get me wrong uh but yeah but we'd like we didn't go to bacardi i didn't want the you know the the uh i didn't want to go to disneyland um so, so did you? Um, so you, did you like text all your Cuban friends? Say I'm coming back down. Pretty much. Yeah. Said uh, meet, meet me halfway. Yeah, I'm bringing <laughs> the dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, take us to Mexico. Uh, we and as a matter of fact, I may be heading to Mexico, Puerto Vallarta. In fact, not for the golf tournament, but at, but uh, but a little later on in the year. And uh, man, the field at the Zurich Classic was a hell of a lot more stacked than the field at, uh, at Vedante golf club. Um, so you know, there's some interesting things that are going to be, that are happening here. So yes, this is the Mexico open, but it's, uh, I'll say a new golf tournament. It's at a new golf course. We haven't played here before. So it's going to be hard to look at uh, course history. We don't have it. We do have some updates and some things that are going on at the course. Uh, but yeah, so Puerto Vallarta on the West coast of Mexico, it's a Greg Norman design in Vedanta. Uh, this typically plays as, uh, about 7,400 yards from the tips and it plays as a par 73 for the resort guests. Uh, we're going to play it just over 7,400 yards for the pros and it's going to play as a par 71. So, uh, here's where I think we are. I think we are uh, the folks that are hitting the ball long. I think they're going to benefit here. I think that if you're if you're missing fairways, I think you're going to have a better opportunity to hit fairways here because uh, the fairways are bigger. It's a resort golf course, and I like I think of this. It's going to play 
it's going to play Kapalua-esque. It, it's going to be what the beginning of the year started out with, with all the resort friendly golf courses. Uh, probably, probably they're going to go low. Uh, what is it? Uh, I'll definitely screw it up, but it's uh, Palpasum Greens. But it's that uh, ocean front, ocean side uh, turf that kind of holds up and it's tee to green all the way through. So I think it's probably going to benefit some of the folks that aren't great putters. I think they're going to have a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of relief here. And yes, it is a Greg Norman design. So there's plenty of bunkers everywhere. I don't know. Uh, you know, I look at the tour players and they'd probably, I think they're j- just as equally fine hitting out of the sand as they are from the fairway. And um, yeah, they paired back some of the par fives into par fours. So that's going to be, uh, I think distance is definitely going to be key. The one guy that I'm probably not going to be hamstrung on this week is John Rom because I absolutely think at this resort style golf course, one, I'm actually surprised that he's showing up there, but uh, we can talk about that in a second, but I, I think that it's going to turn into a, a putting contest. Mm. Uh, and, and I think that that's probably, even though, even though Rom has shown a little bit of life as of late, and I, I mean, he's the number two player in the world. So there's plenty of life there. I mean, it's not like he needs to show any life, but there's definitely been, um, there's been some times where, you know, you've got the highest price golfer in the field and he didn't really look like the highest price golfer in the field. I mean, there's people even in this field that have a, I don't know, arguably better uh, finishing statistics than Rom does. Uh, I guess it would depend on how you, uh, how you kind of measure that. But um, yeah, let's head over to our friends at fantasynational.com and let's uh, let's go. Through, I don't know how we're going to go through this field, but we'll go through it. Here's all I'll say is when Tony Finau is the second highest, highest price player, Abraham answer, who knows what is going on with him. I, I think there's been lots of injuries kind of coming uh, and I don't, I haven't seen anything publicly stated as to what's wrong with him, but when he's the third highest player, I think that there are lots of folks, not that we're not trying to create a storyline, but there are lots of folks trying to create a storyline and, and just trying to make ties where they can. But Tony Finau at $10,400, that's a little bit surprising to me. Yeah, I'd say so too. Now, when I started throwing up my lineup, I said, oh, ooh, okay. We um, got an interesting lineup this week. That's for sure. Yeah, we're going to have to dig deep and... Um, uh, all right. So these are easier to predict though, because if you're really into these types of events and you're into the PGA tour and you know who these people are and you can look at the stats, you have an advantage over, you know, when you have all class A players in there. So I think the issue becomes once you get down into the lower, lower price ranges, I think that it's really slim pickings down there. And I, I think that becomes a little bit of the challenge. So, uh, I don't know, uh, Model rank number one, eleven thousand three hundred dollars. Are you playing Rom, or are you just moving on? I'm moving on. I can't. I can't afford him this week because if I take him at that price point, it's going to push me so far down that I'm not going to be able to make a really good decision down there. Don't you agree? I do agree. You know, the only guy that really interests me, and he doesn't interest me whatsoever. I, I am. I'm a fan. I'm not. Not a hater. Uh, I, I think he's absolutely overpriced, but I think that Patrick Reed is going to be, he'll probably be the lowest owned guy in the five, in the, in the 10,000 and higher range. Yep. So, uh, off the tee, he, so he switched, switched to a PXG driver, by the way, I got one on the way. I'll let you know. Hopefully it makes it by Thursday. Hopefully it makes it by Thursday. Yeah. We're getting out for a round. So we'll, we'll see if it does. I'll, I'll get some video out for sure. Um, but so Patrick Reed, will be the lowest owned guy that could make the cut. I, I don't know how, I mean, Abe, Abe answer is um, I think there's some injury stuff going on there and I just don't know. I mean, for $10,300, he's missed his last two cuts. One of them was the masters, but I mean, he typically plays pretty good. Um, I, I think that that's, that's a fade for me. So I, I think there's two directions that I go here. And one, if I if I want to play somebody in the ten thousand dollar and better range, I think that the ownership of Patrick Reed is probably that I, I see that as a positive. The other guy is 
Kevin Na. I think he's going to be single digit ownership. Uh, yeah, the course is going to play long, yeah. but I, I think Kevin I hopes it turns into a putting contest. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, th- those are probably the two places that I'm going to go there. Uh, as you mentioned, I, I don't think I'm going to be, I, I don't want to afford Rom this week with the op- other options that are available. I don't want to own Abe answer. Uh, this, the pressures of playing in Mexico. We don't know what the injury stat is. And, uh, yeah, everybody, yeah. Uh, well, the only other one is Tony Finau. And even though Tony Finau, T35 at the Masters, T29 at Valero, missed a cut, T33. I think we're seeing a little bit of life out of Tony Finau. I don't like the ownership numbers. I don't like the price. And I think there's, uh, I think there's better values to be had. Do you think Nah is healthy? I think so. T twenty six at Heritage, T fourteen at the Masters. He missed a couple of cuts. That's we had some issues going on there. But then T twenty Sony. That's a little dated. But yeah, T T twenty six and T fourteen. I think he is. Okay. Okay. Uh, Nine thousand dollar range. We're not going to go through everybody on here. Eh, who are we kidding? Of course we're going to go through everybody. Uh, no. So who? Uh, let me. You want to start with him, or you want me to? You go first. Well, so Gary Woodland ranks out second in the model. And Gary Woodland ranks out first on approach. Sixth in putting. 62nd off the tee, which I really, oh, by the way, I'm looking at the last 24 rounds on Fantasy National. Um, And I, off the tee, ranks 62nd, which I'm totally good with because I think off the tee at this course is going to look a little different than uh, off the tee at some other courses where he's played really well, even though I'd say he's got a pretty good track record in on the Florida swing, but I, I absolutely think Gary Woodland is a play. So do 21% of the other folks that are logged into fantasy national. And yeah, outside of that one, I, I'll let you go for a minute. Cause, uh, the, the other guy, or maybe two that I'll mention out you definitely ain't going to mention <laughs> so first off, Gary Woodland is my one and done lean. So, so far, he's kind of the guy I've got penciled in. I think he's a great play here. Everything you just said, I mimic in terms of just why we like him here. Uh, you played a little bit earlier in the year, but um, definitely showing the, the signs of what the good Gary Woodland is we've seen before. Uh, I would say Munoz is ranked fourth in this model. So he's at uh, 9800 bucks off the tee second on approach eighth around the green eighth. Uh, putting 87th, not, not great. You know, lower half there, the players T 33 API T 26 Genesis T 21 Phoenix T 23 farmers T 39. So he has been playing really good golf and, um, I can see him popping here. I, I like him. Here. What about you? Isn't he, isn't he from Mexico playing, uh, playing yeah, in his home I, country? Yeah. 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 feel like, uh, I, I do too. I, I think that, I think that the top of the $9,000 range is a good place to start. I think you could actually go down through the majority of the $9,000 range and pick two players that work out for you. And I think you could start in the $9,000 range, totally skip the $10,000 range and you'll be in good shape. Uh, so two people, well, actually there's, I I like everybody in the $9,000 range. Uh, Chris Kirk. Yes. Aaron wise. Yes. Cameron Tringali. Sebastian from Columbia. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I was thinking of, uh, I, I don't know. The names don't even sound remotely familiar. I was thinking of uh, Carlos Ortiz. Sorry about yeah. that. Um, but we'll get to him in a second. So, uh, but Tringali, I'll say maybe Chris Kirk ranks out third in our model. I mean, everything except for the putter looks absolutely great. Uh, he did miss the cut at the Heritage. T35 at Valero, missed the cut at the players. I ain't going to hold that against him. But then you got the API and the Honda, T5 and T7. I may be changing my one and done uh, after looking through that number. And, uh, yeah, I I think Chris Kirk looks really good. I like Aaron Wise. Here's a guy that I think is probably better suited. Here's here's, And I'm going to – I'll look at the odds in a second. And uh, uh, scroll down. Yep. Yeah, right there. He re- he looks like shit in the model. 112th. But T10 at the Masters. Oh, yeah. Missed the cut at Valero. Missed the cut at the players. T61 API. T67 Genesis. I actually think this is a place that Cameron Champ could play really well. The fairways are going to be big and plentiful. Um, distance, I think, is going gonna, is gonna to help him out. 
off. Of, he, he's ranked ninth off the tee. He's ranked ninth off the tee at some. I mean, what we're capturing a recording, it's some pretty challenging golf courses off the tee. So, I mean, I absolutely feel like this could be something. This could be a place where we see Cameron Champ get another victory. When you said the resort style of course off the tee is going to be key, I immediately went to Cameron Champ. But then you said putting contest. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right about that part of it. But I could see him doing really well here. It's uh, the, the, the field isn't as strong as, you know, the, the fields that we typically see these guys play in. I could see him have a lot of confidence. And this is the type of place, uh, to your point, he wins here. Yep. A lot. Yep. Absolutely could see that. Uh, there's not many people that I don't like in the, if I'm fading somebody that I'm, you know, well, let me, let me rephrase. If I'm going in a direction, I think I like the guys, right? Well, obviously Woodland, we talked about him, but I think Kirk wise champ, probably a, a place that I'm going. I mean, Russell, no putt knocks, man. I mean that, that this yeah. and, uh, past Palum greens. I mean, he, that it could get, I mean, everything else, what's he 35 or better. Most of them he's in the uh, ranked in the mid teens. Absolutely. So what's the uh, altitude of this place? Do you know? It's, it's flat. Everything's flat. Uh, I don't, I don't, it's, it's at sea level, sea level ish. Okay. So there's not like a Mexico city kind of, up there it, it it's not the it's not the uh open that we saw the mexico open that we saw a year or two ago where you know the people were hitting 600 yard drives no 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 this one's sea level and it's completely flat completely different golf course than what we saw uh there i mean this is this is literally uh you're loading up the family and you're taking them to uh, you're taking your non-golfing buddies to go play around a golf at a resort style golf course so yeah. which i think is probably a little bit of a I think it's more of a challenge for the golf course and and the tour to make this thing challenging for the golfers and and to make it so that it's hard enough. Uh, I think the the past Palum greens. I think it's going to be hard to get them overly fast. I think it's going to kind of help, you know, some some folks that maybe uh, may not be putting the best. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's designed so that the that that you and me that suck at golf can show up and not just have a miserable damn day. Right. So yeah. So I'd say that, you know, the Todd father has been playing better golf. The concern would be, this is a long place and it's sea level. So does he have the length in order to do it? I don't know, but he's a hell of a putter. He's number one in the field here. So, and he's been, like I just said, he's been playing better golf. So T8 at the Bolero, T26 RBC, he's getting back to the form we saw where he won to, what, two to three times in the same year. You know, he's getting back to that form where he's hitting all those fairways and he's making the putts and he could be dangerous. He's a little, it's a little bit long for him still here. Uh, I love everybody in the $9,000 range. Streelman, I love Streelman too. I mean, Streelman cut at the RBC, Molero T18, Blouse Bar T7, the players T22, off the T 10th in this field on approach 70th, a putting 43. He looks good here. I, I like, I'm not going to use him here because I like him with travelers, but I like Streelman. So I guess in, in this field, who do I like the least in the $9,000? Probably Brendan Todd because of the driving distance, but I, I mean, I like the putting. Lots of things to like. Lots of things to like for sure. Uh, all right, eight thousand dollar range. Who am I fading? Uh, who am I fading in the nine thousand dollar range? Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to fade anybody, man. Uh, so okay, so so you're with me. You're with me. You're same with me. Yeah. No, I I, I like your Todd. Uh, you know, I may I may be a Matt Jones fade just just from an ownership standpoint, and even even though. Even though I like Gary Woodland, so do more than 20% of the other people that are going to be playing. Okay. Uh, that could be. So I, I guess, you know, if, if, so DraftKings only, I think that I'm going to start lineups in the $9,000 range and I'm going to play a combination of, and it may go something like Woodland, uh, Matt Jones, Streelman, Sebastian Munoz. So high price, low price, just to kind of even some things out. And then I'm going to have to go straight to the $6,000 range to make it wash. But yeah, that that's me. It's, it, I don't, I can't look at this and say that there's a solid fade. I mean, if I just look at, if I just look at how things are color coded, yeah. like I'd be a dumbass to play Cameron champ over uh, I mean, pick it, any of them, pick anybody up there in the $9,000 range. Well, I like it wouldn't, <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I'm I'm absolutely going to play in bet champ. I mean, I I think this is a place that he could actually get something done. At. Yep, I agree. Okay.
Uh, all right, eight thousand dollar range. Uh, who do I like down here? So I'll I'll make mention uh, country. Uh, I'd say fellow countrymen, but that wouldn't make sense. But Carlos Ortiz playing in Mexico. Uh, you know, I guess he's playing okay. Uh, I don't know that. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of miscuts. I don't, I'm not aware of any injuries that are happening there. Uh, all those missed cuts and uh, playing in his home country. Is that going to be added pressure? I'm probably not going to go the route of Carlos Ortiz, even though I think it, it, it makes for a great storyline. Sounds really fun. Uh, I, that's, that's a fade for me. Uh, I don't know. Doug Gim. Probably a guy that I'm gonna go towards. I don't know price wise if eighty nine hundred dollars is gonna support me to be able to do that. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a situation where I pick some of the lower tier um, nine thousand dollar guys, and that allows me to incorporate Doug Gim in a lineup. So that that's a maybe. But I, I'm here once again. I mean, Rye looked pretty good last week. Uh, Sahith Tagala's been playing good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Davis Riley just played with Willie Z last week and, and looked pretty good. Uh, I, I, and and uh, what do you uh, miss the cut at the Heritage T4 at Valero T32 for CH3? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a mixed bag for me a little so, bit. So here's uh, the concern with this type of field, right? Is you're in the $8,000 range. We rarely see this many missed cuts the last five events in the $8,000 range that we see right here. That's, that's the problem. It's like, it's already getting to the point where it's challenging because of this, the, you know, the, how they're performing. I mean, the, the, the weaker field, the price tag, I mean, it, to, to me, it probably makes more sense that I'm going to go, I, I may skip a lot of the $8,000 range. Probably means somebody's going to win from that range. And I may just go, I may go like nines and sevens. And, yep. and and let that ride, right? Because it's it, again, I, and I still feel like I'm probably, I'm not over overpaying for the field and where they are. Uh, but if I'm pay, okay, so look at this. So Mark Hubbard, he ranks sixth in the model, yep. eight thousand dollars. I don't know that I'm going to be playing a lot of Mark Hubbard here. I mean, I I think there are a lot of other names and a lot of other players that are pro, that are playing better than him right now. That are, I mean, yeah, they may be a little more expensive. But I think the return is going to be uh, it's going to be there. So Mark uh, Mark Hubbard down as your one and done. Homeless Hubs is getting some play from me this week. So uh, off the T eighty first, which is below where you'd want to be, but approach twenty fourth around the green fourteenth and putting nineteenth. Those are all really really good numbers. He missed the cut in Coral on this Pupicana, probably because Cal was there the week after and he was scared. Um, and awesome. then uh, Puerto Rico, T38, Honda, 15th, Pebble, T33, missed the cut at Farmer. So he's been playing decent. And it's that putting and the approach are just really good. And the model ranked six. I mean, again, high ownership here. But I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm probably going to skip the majority of this range. I don't, I don't really like the $8,000 range. Uh, who am I going? Uh, Scott Stallings ranked ninth. Uh, he did miss the cut at RBC, but T13, T16, T42 missed a cut at API. But I like the ninth ranking. Putting looks good. Uh, distance is good. So yeah, I think uh, I, I think Stallings in the seven thousand dollar range is uh, probably a place that I'm going to wind up a lot. Uh, hey, it it could be. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I said, oh yeah. You, we, first off, you went to the seven thousand dollars range, but yeah, I'm with you that um, I like Stallings at seven thousand. I like that a lot. Yes, and uh, I I think it's a Clark week, man. I think this is if you're ever going to play Clark, I think this is a place where you play him. I think the distance will uh, will play into his favor. So I think this is a Wyndham Clark uh, Wyndham Clark go. Uh, who else looks good? JT Post, Poston just maybe played well. just played well. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just seeing if there's anybody else. Uh, but if you look at Poston, so you said earlier, off the tee and putting. So Poston, off the tee, last 24 rounds, fifth, putting 27th. Bottom model rank 23rd, 7,500 bucks, 6.5% predicted ownership. T3 Heritage. He's, he's a, you got to play him. You got to play him. I, th I think it's a, yeah, it's, it's a play for me for sure. Um, who Nate Lashley's a maybe. I mean... He did miss a cut at the RBC, but uh, we know he's not going to be able to putt. But I think the the you know the the greens may kind of 
redirect something there for him. So Nate Lashley's a maybe for me. Uh, who, anybody else in the $7,000 range that kind of sticks out? Michael Thompson's been having a rough go of it. So I, I don't know. I'm probably going to go a different direction there. Uh, Grant McDowell. And the only reason I say this is he's right now, he's projected at less than 2% ownership. T21 at RBC, Miss Valero, T50 at uh, Corrales, Miss the Cut at Valspar, and T13 at API. I mean, he's definitely not the longest guy and the numbers, you know, but at 1%, at, you know, 2% ownership, uh, that may be that, that if I need that $7,000 play, that could be a, a spot for me. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, anybody else in the $7,000 range that you're just uh, totally bull or bear on? Let's go down to the $6,000 range. Let's pick a couple guys down here. See, I mean, I never thought I would say this, but Ryan Armour. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just, I mean, th- so T15 at, at Corrales Punta Cana, uh, Miss Puerto Rico, Miss Honda, T28 at Pebble Beach, T20 at Sony, uh, 4% ownership at $6,900. Like, if Ryan Armour can bring any of those finishes at $6,900, I'm, I'm all in. Yep. Same thing with Von Taylor, T, uh, model rank 13, 6900 bucks, projected ownership. Yep. 7% off the T64 at the round the green 13th on approach 13th putting week there 103rd, but Corrales T25, Mr. Cutter Valspar T7 at Puerto Rico, T55 Honda, T28 Pebbles. He's been playing really good. The form is really good. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure why I wouldn't go that direction. So yep. uh, I'm just seeing who else is like in the low 6,000, if there's anybody. The low. Hello. Uh, Look at this Ben Griffin. Look at that balance. I mean, he is like 50, between 50 and 40 in every single category. <laughs> uh, ben Griffin at $6,600 cut. I, was, made I, wasn't, I wasn't saying play. I'm just saying that's some balance right there. Everything's yellow. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't suck. Yeah, I mean, there's people a lot higher than him that aren't ranked nearly as good. Uh, what about uh, yeah, a lot of corn fairy people down here. So a little bit of uh, Lingmurth. He ranks only one, but I mean, he's been playing okay. Lingmurth could be a lean for me. It, like if I'm, you know, if I go top heavy and then try to get down here to to uh, to diversify. Play uh, Richie Warinsky. He's always interesting. You know, projected ownership two percent. Model rank sixty fifth. Off T ninety fifth, but putting twenty second. Missed um, cut at RBC T forty eight at Valero Valspar T twenty one. Players missed a cut Puerto Rico T twenty eight. So he's been he's been playing decent, um, and he can he can pop. So and it's baseball season. So there you go. It is baseball season. Uh, all right, that'll that'll take care of me. Uh, you know, Camilo Vijegas. Uh, that may be uh, a guy T fifty nine at Heritage. Missed a cut to Valero T fifty eight. Cut cut. I don't know. Maybe. Just, uh, what's his ownership? Less than 1%? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. All right. Probably Good. somewhere I'm going. Uh, what's next? You want to do a lineup? When, oh, let's do a lineup. Lineup, 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 yeah. lineup. Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have closed that out. All right. Let's start in the $9,000 range. Hold on. Moving slow. We take... We take Champ, Aaron Wise, both. Well, I'm good with both. Both of those guys. All right, let's see. Mm. Yeah, why not? Okay, you want to take Ortiz, Mister Colombian, or? Uh, Ooh, a lot of folks are already withdrawn. By the way, Deputy. Uh, I don't know. Do we want to go Ortiz? I don't know. That's going to fare out. Right. Uh, we, we 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 can. You want to go Ortiz? No, we don't have to. We can come back to him. Let's see what we have for him. Hubbard. You want to do Hubbard? No. No. Let's do Stallings. Okay, Stallings got him. Uh, let's do Wyndham Clark. Clark. Okay. Yep. Poston. Uh, if we can afford it, yeah. Let's see. Let's go Poston. Oh, we got eighty three hundred left. Um. I mean, do we go Lanto? 
Yeah, let's go Lanto. That was easy. And that well, that was quick. That was quick. We got some good guys in here. All right, one and done. Uh, one and done. You want to go first? You said you already had a lean. Oh, I do. I'm taking uh, Woodland. Um, yeah. I'm not taking this. That, that, yeah. I think that's a good play. Yeah, I think Woodland's solid. I mean, see what his number week, and you know, you you, you played him earlier this year, and you, I mean, we've both been talking about how he's been back in good form and back to where we saw him, where he's been, you know, when he was winning before. Yeah, uh, he's all healed up, and he's playing great. So, yeah, I, I see him doing well here. Yeah, so do I. Uh, I'm trying to see what the odds are on him. Ooh. Uh, I'm still looking to see what the odds are on him, by the way. Okay. So you're taking Woodland. Uh, I'm going to go for... Uh, have I used Cameron Champ, by the way? Let me take a look. I should probably go Kirk or Wise. There's actually some really good numbers on some people this week. Uh, Cameron Champ's fifty to one. Yeah, I'm definitely going to bet that. You have not. You have not taken Champ. You want? Yeah, to- I'll take Cam. Ch- yeah, I'll take Cam Champ. Uh, I mean, did you realize how little we've talked about the number two player in the world? <laughs> well, that, that, that's a. Oh, I've, used, I've used them, so I can't use them again. So that's no, I'm I'm saving him. I, I think he I think he's going to make a move. So I, I'm I'm saving it. Um, why don't I see Woodland? Woodland, where are you? Where are you, Gary Woodland? He should be in like the oh. top five. Uh, you're twenty-two to one. Yeah, I mean, it's not, good. I mean, it, I mean, yeah, decent. It's better. It's better than Rom at five to one. <laughs> Who's betting that number? Good Lord. Five to one. Uh, let's see. Okay. So uh, we got that out of the way. We got that out of the way. Uh, oh, what do you, so what have you been watching? Have you been watching Outer Range? I have. I have. Uh, I like that show. It's um, the first two were really kind of bang, bang and starting to get some more story in there now, which is, which is good. It's going to take, it's like, it's not like that, you know, Yellowstone where they come out like, yeah, exactly. They come out with that uh, bang bang, and then all of a sudden it starts to develop the story and the character development and all that. So we'll see where it goes. Um, I, I got it's good. Kind of, it, I, it, I like it, Brolin. I, I I absolutely like Josh Brolin, and uh, but it's it's getting a little weird. It's like uh, Cowboys and Aliens, kind of, and it turned into a series. I know you had a good analogy or a good uh, comparison. What'd you say it was? It's uh, Yellowstone meets True Detective. Oh yeah, True Detective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's a little more out there than even though true detective, I think it's kind I mean, there's a little hocus pocus going on in true detective, but this one is, I got a lot of fucking hocus pocus going on. I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening there. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't started better call Saul yet, but I'm going to start it. Uh, okay. I, 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 that that's going to happen. So I'll be able to get in there. Uh, Tokyo vice. To like it's, it's good. all in, all in. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm going to be able to do? I, I don't, my, my, uh, my Japanese is not very good. Um, so I have to read a lot of the, even it, it's a mixed, it's kind of like, here's what I think Tokyo vice is. Hmm. Tokyo vice is it's the Eastern version of narcos. Yes. Narcos, there's a lot of Spanish, a lot of English, lots of, you know, lots of, uh, lots of mixed language in there. And, I don't know, for whatever reason, and I'm not caught up on all the narcos, but I watched a few of them and I thought they were, I thought they were okay. Uh, but I, I think I'm going to, the, the Tokyo Vice, I think is going to put me in a position to go back and revisit um, narcos. That's yeah, I think absolutely. Still, I can see that. I think it's gonna, Do you think yeah. Hideki is a fan, a fan of Tokyo Vice? Uh, I think so. I don't know why it wouldn't be. I hope somebody. I hope somebody asks him that uh, in one of these press conferences coming up. I already got it written down. Got it written down. Just just waiting on the opportunity. <laughs> uh, let's see uh, what else is happening in. Uh, oh, so our um, our pick for the opens coming up uh, was seventeen ninety two foolproof. 
So if you haven't already reserved yours, you should do it now because there's not a lot of bottles. Have you put a picture up? Hats? Uh, kinda, I did. Kinda. Send me one. I got a little Twitter too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so that's, uh, that's going to be a positive move. Uh, it's fantastic. And, uh, let's see what else is happening. Hats you said, uh, yeah, hats. Uh, I think all the hats are sold out. So we're going to have to place a new order. Hats are sold out and I haven't shipped them yet, but I do have them in boxes over here ready to go out. So, uh, How big I, do you I, think your head's going to get at the end of this year. My gosh. Uh, to buy every freaking well, it, 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 it depends on how much weight I gain. <laughs> It's bulk. It's bulky. It, do you know how people call it bulking season? I'm thinking that this is going to be the bulking year. I mean, look at all these golfers that have gained all this weight. They're hitting the ball farther. I mean, I'm getting older. I got to do something to get an advantage. Just, just saying, just yeah. saying, uh, what else is coming up? Uh, got, uh, we got a few rounds. Uh, we, got, we got some rounds of golf that are coming up. Um, I think I'm playing, uh, playing Wolf Creek this week in, in Atlanta. Uh, stop by and say hi if you're around. Uh, I think we're going to play Dunwoody Country Club over the weekend. We may be playing Berkeley Hills over the weekend. I've got to get back into golfing shape, man. Uh, but we've got a bunch of golfing trips planned, and there's going to be a lot of walking. So I got to get this. Uh, I got to get this machine back in shape, buddy. The machine. The machine. Uh, uh, outside, yeah. Tell me about this new PX, uh, PXG driver you got coming in. Hmm. Uh, well, I, I don't know. It's just on its way. I don't know what it is. Just oh. a new PXG driver. All right. No, don't, don't know. Don't know. No, no, no free ads, by the way, PXG. High hopes. I, I hope it's, uh, I hope it treats me better than, uh, than Patrick's is treating him. Well, thinking of Patrick's it's, uh, Pat, Pat Reed and Pat Perez both do PXG, right? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so what happens if you get this PXG driver and you cannot stop growing a mullet? I feel like I'll take any hair growth I can get at this point. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take all the hair that I can grow. And why, why wouldn't I? Uh, and, and my barber's going to really appreciate it. Nice. All right. That's good, man. No, it's all, it's all good. Um, we got an exciting week of golf. We got, Hey, we got major, major seasons right around the corner. So here we go. It is right around the corner. I mean, he's, he's getting married. I mean, don't you think a wedding through, I mean, I, I can't talk about all my marriages. Uh, some of them are still in, uh, you know, question, yeah. but, yeah. um, <laughs> but I'm thinking like, I mean, doesn't a wedding throw things off a little bit? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. So will we have somebody own major season this year? I mean, obviously Scott Scotty Scheffler is coming off a hot streak here, but will somebody own major season or is it going to be kind of a sporadic kind of thing that we have with well, if Jordan Spieth hadn't hadn't have missed the cut at the Masters, I would say yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I think Jordan. I mean, it's already in the books, man. Spieth is my one and done for the Open, hmm. unless unless nor unless the shark shows up, then I make it a change. Right. No, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody's owning. I think we've got. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to go for. Um, I don't know where I'm going to go for the PGA yet. Um, I got to think that Rom is getting antsy. I think Rom is like really antsy on some things. And, and it's, I, I think that uh, like it ain't going to be Xander. Cantley, absolutely. I, I could see Cantley following up something there and, and getting something done. Um, but I, I could see Jordan pulling something off at, uh, at St. Andrews. And I don't know about Boston yet. I don't know who's, uh, I don't, I don't know who I'm thinking about there. Remember when Brooks was throwing those darts at Bryson Chamberlain's little thing. Do you think we're going to see a Rom throwing them at Scotty Scheffler? Oh, well, since you brought that up, let me ask the question. So do you think that we've, do you think we've lost any, do you think golf? So you put the, you put the speed or the, you put the Brooksy and Bryson thing to bed. You got all that squash. Tiger makes a comeback. I don't, do you feel like there's really a buzz around golf right now? Okay. Two things. Um, I think we've lost a lot of the buzz. Um, and it, yeah, I do. I do believe that. And it could be, people were drinking too much during COVID. 
figure that. Speak for yourself. I've, I've up my game, bud. Yeah, I'm not a quitter. Uh, and then two. So a lot of people have been talking about this Netflix show that's coming on the PGA Tour and how oh, yeah. well, how well. And I haven't watched it yet. Have you, have you watched the F1 stuff? I don't think it? it's out yet. I don't think the it's F1, out yet. No, the F1 stuff. So the F1s. No, no. I, I, I want to go back. I want to go back and watch, or at least watch season four. I think it's season four because people said that that Netflix show has done wonders for. Yeah promoting the formula one, um, circuit, right. I heard some people last week talking about how, uh, they were going to the, the long beach grand prix, which wasn't even a formula yep. one. It was, it was an indie race, right. but they wanted to go there because their kid and their wife wanted to go because they watched the F one thing on Netflix. I wonder how much this, um, uh, Netflix thing is going to do for golf. I think it's going to be huge for golf. So, yeah, I mean, so it, just as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking they're going to be, they're going to be illustrating the lifestyle not really the sport. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you're, you're going to, you're going to get a behind the scenes look at the country club lifestyle. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of the, yeah. Well, well, and it's reality TV. So there you go. So how many housewives have you gotten to sign up for the real housewives of the PGA tour for our birdies and bourbon channel? Several, 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 <laughs> several. <laughs> Do they remember? <laughs> Several. Uh, well, we'll ask we'll, we, I'd like to ask them in person. I'd like to ask them when we're recording. Uh, I, I think we're, cha we're, we're changing. We're changing that show. It's going to be called. Uh, it's going to be called Fairway. Uh, no, that doesn't work. Uh, it's it's Vokies and vodka. Vokies and vodka. And they're like, we don't know what a Vokie is, but we'll have extra vodka. So there you go. Has anybody seen Big Dick Dick around? It is a V. I start with a V. It ends with a V. How are you going to look at it? Uh, good stuff. All right, dude. All right, man. Yeah. Uh, well, good good luck. Uh, hopefully, your one and done this week does as good as your did you were said last week. Yep. There you go. Y'all see. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.